Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One, two, three, four! Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour Extra Bits. This is our little extra gift to you podcast subscribers. This week, we are talking to paraclimber Anusha Hussain about how you become a professional climber with just one arm. Badass Women's Hour XL with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. The Sunday Times Sportswomen of the Year Awards 2018 takes place on Thursday 1st November and here at Talk Radio we are very much looking forward to this prestigious event with the Sunday Times. So... To mark this over the next three weeks, we are going to meet some past winners and this year's nominees ahead of the ceremony. And tonight we're very lucky because we are joined by the Sunday Times sports writer Rebecca Myers and grassroots winner 2017 paraclimber Anusha Hussain to tell us more about the awards. Hello, ladies. Welcome. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Lovely to have you. Rebecca, tell us, um, for anyone who does not know about the awards, tell us what they are and how they came to be. So they are in our 31st year now, which is quite extraordinary wow. when you think about how far women's sport has come even just in sort of three years um but yeah 31 years ago we had the first sunday times sportswoman of the year awards who was the, do you know who the first ever sportswoman um, of the year the was? first ever sportswoman of the year was a woman called olive jones who was very much in the sort of grassroots and um she was an extraordinary woman who sort of touched lots of people's lives um and now you know we're we're further down the line we have lots of different awards that cover Everything from your real elite athletes, your, you know, your Dina Asher-Smiths and, and Lizzie Arnold's just two who are up for the main award this year, all the way through um, to people who've created amazing things in their communities and inspired people. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. Um, and it, it's really been something, a great point of pride, I think, for the paper, because um, women's sport is still in a lot of ways in early days. But actually, we've been doing this for, for three decades now mm. and, and recognising women for, for that long. So. Mm. It's, it's a fantastic thing. <laughs> Who should we be looking out for in this year's awards? Can you give us any little little preview hints? Absolutely. I mean, one of the big things um, that's exciting this year, every year our Grassroots Award, um, which is our community nominees, is up for public vote, which is great. Um, and we have amazing people like Anusha who won last year. Um, but also this year you can vote for your team of the year. So we've got, you know, the England Netball Squad, um, the Great Britain Relay Team, um, Chelsea Women Football Club, which is fantastic, and the um, GB Wheelchair Basketball Girls. So there are just some amazing women. You can like put your vote out there and, and make sure that your team wins um, this year. So that's all on our website, sportswomenoftheyear.co.uk. Um, and then the main award we've got, like I said, Dean Ashsmith, Lizzie Yarnold, um, Georgia Hall, who won the British Open. She's amazing. She's so young and, and such an exciting talent. Um, Vicky Holland, the triathlete. 
Um, and just these amazing, we've got young women, so many incredible women up for this year's award. It's, it's fantastic. I can't wait. Now. So we talk about uh, women in sport a lot on this show uh, because we think it's undercovered. Do you use the awards as a way of highlighting all of the brilliant women that are out there competing and doing grassroots work uh, as a way to inspire the next generation? Do you get it in front of you know someone sitting in their bedroom at 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 thinking, I want to do that? I really hope that that's, that's what they do do. And I think if you, you know, it, like you said, if you're a 10, 11 year old girl and your parents read the Sunday Times and you open your sports section and you see two pages of amazing women, mm. you know, every week in the build up to the awards, that's an extraordinary thing. And like you said, women's sport is not covered um, particularly widely just yet. But this is part of a wider thing that we do all year round, you know, mm. very much the sports um, section's dedication to women's sport is from you know January the first right the way through to December thirty first. It's not something that we do just for six weeks a year with the with the Swati Awards. It's something we really make sure we commit to, and it's a big part of of our of our work. I think. Uh, we're also lucky enough to have last year's grass grassroots winner Anusha Hussain with us. Hello, Anusha. Hiya. <laughs> um, so you are a para climber. Yeah. Tell us what that is. So paraclimbing is basically disabled climbing. So it's climbing for people with disabilities and long-term health conditions. And tell us a little bit about your disability. So there's several. Uh, The most visible one is I was born missing my right arm below the elbow. Um, So I'm classified as an upper limb climber uh, when it comes to national comps. Uh, After that, then I also have other conditions like Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, which means my joints dislocate spontaneously. I had cancer, so I've got some secondary effects from treatment that still remain with me. And I've got about two or three other syndromes that are playing about underneath Yay. (laughs) (laughs) This is like, I'm losing track. (laughs) I have to ask the obvious question, though, which is, how does somebody missing your right arm below the elbow climb? Um, so climbing, the, the great thing about it is probably the sport I've seen is is that gives everybody equal ground to play on. So whether you're missing a leg, two legs, two arms, um, visually impaired, hearing impaired, whatever it is, um, you, you can always find a way around it because it's not a, a sport based on just pure strength or just pure balance. You've got to mix up mental strength, actual strength, balance, technique, uh, and just, you know, your ability to be a little bit creative. So Whereas my my able body climbers, for instance, will will climb a certain way. I might do a route and make it look spectacularly amazing because that's the only way I will be able to do it, for instance, <laughs> or fall flat on my face really easily from the ground. And it's just one of those things where we just kind of just be prepared to say that nothing's impossible. It might be, but only after you've tried a few hundred times. And what <laughs> made, what made you get into climbing? When was that moment that you really you know got into it and then became passionate enough to to want to keep doing it? So I tried it as an eight year old for an hour in a school trip and loved it, but I came home as like it wasn't sort of you know dangerous sport and all didn't wasn't really encouraged and stuff. So I never really took it up. And then uh, when I was twenty three, post cancer, my left arm, which is the full arm and my good arm, was actually really impacted post treatment, and I was really struggling to do things like dry my hair putting my socks on really basic tasks so my independence was being questioned and my one of my really good friends who who'd done this school trip at me when I was eight said you've always wanted to try the sport this is now or never because it's a chance for you to strengthen up your left arm and I was like you're nuts (laughs) because you know back then when I was a kid I was relatively healthy and I you know dude now (laughs) after everything that's happened really are you kidding I tried it really enjoyed it um when I moved to London didn't keep it up because I didn't have a partner a couple of, just under three years ago um 
uh when I moved in the flat I, I was in just just moved out of now and my flatmate was a complete rank amateur didn't have a partner wanted to climb so was I we both decided to be, go there and be bad together <laughs> and then within three months of that I was basically on a training track to start competing uh, and within that year I'd uh, picked up second in the UK Amazing. And when you say didn't have a partner, do you have to have a partner to climb? No, you don't. So there's several forms of climbing. So there's bouldering, which is unroped, and you can go without a partner. And then there's roped climbing, which generally I would normally start most disabled people on there because I run disabled climbing in London now for a lot of people. But I'd start them on there because there's just a little more safety and you can take body weight off people and you can be there to guide them a little bit more and they can rest a little bit easier so they can learn a bit faster um, without the fear of falling flat on their faces and things. So mm-hmm. I prefer partnered climbing, but... You know, there's a lot of ways you can do it solo without needing friends. Amazing. And you ran, you won the Grassroots Award last year. Tell us a little bit about what you won it for. Um, so I won the Helen Rollison Award for apparently being inspirational. <laughs> I <laughs> well, definitely see that. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, so the thing that I started doing once I started climbing um, is I got involved with the This Girl Can campaign mm-hmm. to try and get women and girls active in sport and start talking about the fears I faced when starring a new sport. So body image. Things like looking silly in a yoga class, uh, things like feeling uh, self-conscious about wearing a harness, my bum looking too big or, you know, being that one and a half arm girl trying something new and looking silly, which is normal when you're new because you're going to be bad at it. Right. But it was verbalizing all of the stuff that people are actually genuinely scared of mm-hmm. and saying, actually, it's OK to be scared. And I started blogging and, and basically that ended up becoming what is today a, a, a public blog about my life and basically on its way telling people with chronic illness or telling people when their lives aren't going the way that they're meant to that it's okay to one feel scared about it and two really rant about it but then after that to get back up and make a choice to carry on and that's what it's for does climbing help with your mental well-being i'm making an assumption that climbing has given you a resilience and a confidence to be able to work through some of your your illnesses and also have that frame of reference of actually there's there's always tomorrow yeah so climbing in itself acts as my physio besides being an actual competitive sport for me Mm -hmm. so even on a bad day on a day where I'm really not doing well I'll still go in and try and climb Mm -hmm. just for physical fitness but it's the sport the only sport so far that has let me forget the world so when I'm on the roots because it's an actual puzzle it's a vertical puzzle and sometimes lateral, that actually, if you're too focused on the world around you, you won't fix the puzzle. You won't get through it. And even if it's you don't top the route, but you just get one move further or two moves further, that's still so all-encompassing sometimes mm-hmm. that you just literally forget that you're an abnormal person. And that, yeah, for me, that means I get a break from the world. It's a it's a form of escapism, but what I like to call constructive escapism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it's completely inspired me. I really want to yeah. start climbing. If somebody else has been inspired by that and they want to start climbing... How do you get into it? Where should you be looking? Um, it's really easy. There's about, uh, well, Google, to start Google climbing in London, there's about 12, 14 walls in London now of all different types. Some really big ones with ropes, and you've got some, a lot of small ones that don't have ropes. They all do taster courses. Um, if you are somebody who's got long-term health conditions or disabilities, I now, I founded in March and now run Paraclimbing London. We've got over 115 members. It's free to join. Sessions are just pay your session at the wall, but the, the, being part of our coaching group is free. So we provide free coaching, free support from taking from a complete beginner who doesn't know what they're doing to if you're on Team GB, we've got several of them in our in our group as well. Amazing. And where can people find out more about that? Got a website? Uh, Facebook for us. Facebook group. Just What's come and join. Uh, Power Climbing London. 
beautiful Sweet. love it <laughs> Rebecca Anisha thank you so much for coming to join us uh, the votes are now open for the Sunday Times Sportswoman of the Year Awards 2018 and you can vote for your Sportswoman of the Year on sportswomanoftheyear.co.uk One, two, three, four. this has been the Badass Women's Hour podcast with me Harriet Minter Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton if you want to hear more from us you can come follow us on social media at Badass Women's Hour HR Um, Or leave us a review and tell us how much you love us. We really need to feel the love. Five stars should do it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.